It's all about having the right infrastructure to build the team, to make it happen so that it's not overwhelming. You are the specialist that they're hiring to build their entrepreneurial venture. And when we get clear that that's what's actually happening, what does life look like when you get to attribute your skill sets that you want to get paid for to you and your venture? Welcome to the Aid to Assets podcast, the ultimate podcast for aspiring real estate investors. I'm your host, Tiffany Watson. Join me as we discuss real estate investing for nine to fivers. We'll talk about everything from money mindsets and property ownership and different strategies you can use to invest in real estate. I want to empower investors, especially those of us who are working full time, who want to navigate the world of real estate, uncover the secrets to building wealth, generate passive income to achieve financial freedom. Equip yourself with resources from experts, practical tips, and step-by-step guides on how to kickstart your real estate journey. We'll also hear from nine to fivers who started to build their own portfolios, what they did and how they did it, so you can do it too. Tune in and transform your main job into your biggest silent investor in your real estate investment business. This is your Aid to Assets. Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of the Aid to Assets podcast. I'm your host, Tiffany Watson, where I get to interview nine to fivers who have made the transition into real estate investing and the team that have helped them so you can figure out how you're going to do it, too. I am so excited about my guest today. Jessica is going to put us on some real game. Jessica, how you doing? Oh, I stay living the dream. How you feeling? Thank you so much for creating this space. Absolutely. It is my pleasure. So before we jump in, why don't you introduce yourself, tell the people who you are and what you do while you live in the dream. <laughs> hey, <laughs> my name is Jessica Myers. I'm a real estate developer and entrepreneur. And one of the things that um, I actually study journalism back in college. So I started out my career in media. I went in in high school. I actually started working at Fox 5 here in Atlanta, and then all the way to CBS in New York by the time I graduated college. So I exponentially went to the top of the ladder until I realized, you know, my dad was like, you know, I was telling him how the experience felt in New York. And he was like, what if your ladder was on the wrong wall? And I was like, wow. And that's when I got shifted into this journey of self-discovery and that's when I found out about real estate, which not only because I was like, well, let me find another wall to get the ladder on so I can hurry up and climb to the top. And that's when I realized entrepreneurship gave me the access now to build my own tables. So it's no longer about climbing to this top of the perceivable ladder because you get focused on the wrong thing. It's now building tables and communities to even build the walls for you to climb. And that's one of the things that I'm excited about, what we get to do through entrepreneurship real estate and the development and the access we get to do all across the globe. Y'all, go ahead and hit that like and subscribe button because Jessica's already dropping gems. This is going to be so fun. So make sure you in the comments, y'all know how we do. We're going to get ready. So one, you already blew me, blew me away from the beginning because I've had that moment too where it's been like, am I putting my ladder up against the wrong wall? Like, is this actually yes. where I want to be? And I think especially many of our listeners who are in the corporate space, they're doing the things that they all taught us to do. But is that actually yep. what's yep. true for us? So tell us about like, what was that season of your life like? You, you know, we're on this path of self-discovery. And that's what I was about to say. When we're in college or, or for me, I can only speak for me. I can't speak for everybody else. But when I was in college, what did we start doing in our senior year? Looking for our dream job, right? We, the pressure of us on a dream job. And I actually heard a professor say this. He was like, dream job is an oxymoron. Who dreams about working? I was like, oh my God, who dreams about working? But that's what they prone you to do. So what happens is when we're in college, we're looking to see where can we go to get a job? Where can we go to get a job? So what you start doing then is you start looking at all these job descriptions and then you go and then you're banging your head against the window and then you finally get that job and you're so excited. But then as Malcolm Gladwell says, after about six months, the excitement wears off. And then you're wondering, well, what did I really just sign myself up for? Especially when it came down for me, well, I love to travel and I was taking a vacation and I use up all my vacation time, which I normally often do. And they said, cool, you can borrow from next year. And I was like, well, next year, I want to go on vacation too. I don't want to just take a vacation now. I want to take a vacation next year. Do you have to that? And I ain't going to keep borrowing until I owe y'all 50 years. And then, so that's what I realized. I was like, how do I take my power back? Because 
one of the things I did was I gave my power away. And don't get me wrong. There is a time and a place and a season. But I feel like just as fruit has its ripeness at the right time, at the right moment to be prone to be eaten. Because if you sit there too long, then what? Rots. It natural. That's a natural order of progression. So we are meant to be in movement and in constant motion, in constant discovery of ourselves. And that's why we get to explore so many different things of ourselves from we go to school, we go to college, and we do all of this exploration. But then the job, right? We get on the job and then it oh, that little description only uses about 20% of the utility of who we truly are. So then that's how you get to the point where after months or years even, you don't have the full fulfillment. Because you went from a job description that was really on the cusp of really who you fully were with no other form of expression for the other 80% of who you truly are and how you show up and what you're on the mission for. So that's where entrepreneurship, it helped me to slow down and really take a grasp of the other 80%, not just the 20% that you're paying me for to be here, but the 80% of who I am designed and destined to be through divine purpose. And when I start planning based on who I am versus what the job description requests, that's how I'm able to show up in the world different. And real estate allows me the affordability to live a purpose-driven life all whilst being able to pursue my dreams. Wow. Y'all, in the chat, I need you to put discovery because entrepreneurship is absolutely, like you learn so much about yourself that I don't know if you would have had the time and the space. And it's one of the things that you mentioned that I think is so key and critical is you're sitting at this job and that's your focus. So when are you actually discovering more about who you are? Because who we were when we graduated college is not the same 10, 15, 20 years afterwards, but we devote so much of our energy to this job. When we get home, we're exhausted and depleted. Don't let us have families. And so that's the obligation. We lose that part of ourselves because yeah. we don't have the intentionality and the time to be able to do that. So, and that part, and, and I know it's tough. And even when you're in those moments, it's almost just like, you know, when you're underwater, I don't know, did you ever play Ring Around the Roses and you all go down under the water and try yep. to see who can hold their breath the longest? <laughs> now, there comes a point where you're like, I really got to let it go. But something in you, especially for those that are competitive and that have actually ever done the game for real, mm -hmm. you find the extra strength to hold it just a little bit longer. Right, so that you right. can make, and yeah. that's what I'm gonna have to call on you to do. If you are working and you work in five jobs and you got three kids and you are the sole bread provider for your family, I'm gonna say I feel you and I see you and I see you holding your breath underwater, but get just a little bit to take a little bit time for you because I guarantee you, when you slow down, you actually can speed up faster than just going, 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 because mm -hmm. a lot of times. The need and the want is, I got to do more, I got to do more, I got to do more, I got to do more. And before you know it, you're busy. And when you look at the, the production rate of what you're able to produce in being busy, you may find that it may be more acute to slow down, strategize, and then be smarter. Because if you give me four hours to chop down a tree, I'm going to spend the first three hours sharpening my axe. Come on. Come on. Okay, so you're now in New York. Right, at CNN. I'm now basically living. In well, no, when you were before, before you got into real estate, yes. you were in New York at CNN, right? And yes, I mean, journalism major. So this is, this is the, this is goals, literally. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I was working at Chief. Two weeks after um, I started working at CBS in New York, I'm 22 years old. Oh, don't get me wrong now. I was popping for the gram. The gram oh, was popping. Because two weeks after I lucked up and got this job at CBS, when I lucked up, I mean, it was a lot of work that took to get there, but I wound up being a CBS radio. I had no intention of being in radio, but a mentor of mine was like, I could, pretty much I met with the global HR director of CBS and she was trying to get me work in TV, but nobody was hiring at the time. I didn't realize this was about 2009. What happened around 2008, 2009? Okay. I didn't know this, but I'm in college and just graduated. So I didn't realize the economic impact of what was happening. So she couldn't get a job in the television space. And she was like, but I can put you on the radio. And I was like, I came up here for TV. I study TV. I've been working in TV. I came up here for TV. So that taught me about the art of pivot because I was then able to get on in radio. And then I was able to get a sales training position that they had just started. The power okay. of pivot. 
So I was able to get on. And two weeks into this position, they hired a new radio show morning host. His name is Nick Cannon. A couple of you may know him. And <laughs> I wound up working at the Nick Cannon Morning Show at 22. When you talk about wow. when you talk about, uh, journalism, when you talk about success, what better place to be than a number one market working at the number one radio station with one of the top entertainers and performers of our time. And that was such a special place. The celebrities that we saw come in and out. Like I said, I was popping for the gram. And after some time popping for the gram and, you know, at the time, I can't say now he can pick me out of a lineup, but at the time, Nick was precious enough to know everybody's name in the office. And that, that created us. Like I remember we were, Jay-Z was, Jay-Z and Trey Songs. they were on tour and they were being interviewed inside of the studio. And I was waiting to get a selfie with, you know, the, the artist in the studio. I remember Nick Cannon, he was actually outside the studio and he was, he was like, oh, you don't want a selfie with me? And I was like, you know, just to have that level of, and I eat to this day, I can't go back and, I, you know how your phones die? I'm like, I need to go get that phone. Yeah. Um, but to find to find wherever that selfie was but it was just like as popping as I was for the gram and as great as he is close to me we took a selfie he knows my name mm-hmm. but what did that add to my bottom line and bank account come on and that's not really like as I went home and had such an exciting day like because because then fast forward we went to the elevator and tried to stop Jay-Z in the elevator so okay and they met us in the elevator Jay-Z was like let the ladies go I was like wait with your Jay-Z I was trying to get on the elevator with you right so <laughs> As I'm sitting in my bed having this amazing moment, sitting about all the things like, oh my gosh, how am I going to share this? And then I realized, what amount of money did that add to my bank account? Mm. As I'm, I know I'm going to get a lot of likes. I know I'm going to get a lot of shares. And mm-hmm. the clout is there. But it mm-hmm. felt very hollow. Mm. And on this self-discovery, on this journey, I was like, I meet so many celebrities. Rihanna, Lady Gaga, Bruno. At the time, Bruno Mars was brand spanking new. But from the wow. South, I already knew him. And I already listened to him for B.O.B. Because he mm-hmm. did that song. Yeah. Uh-huh. I was already on Bruno Mars. Bruno Mars came up there and did a quiet, quaint performance for our office. And I knew every song. I was the only one who knew every song. So he came up to me afterwards and he was like, I saw you. Because it was almost like, you know me before anybody mm-hmm. else know me. You know me. And wow. when we had that moment, it was so special. And he signed the autograph, you know, a photo. But then what? Right. That was such a beautiful moment. But it, then what? I mean, now I wish I had that same level of access with my entrepreneurship. I would be totally <laughs> different. At the time, I, to your point, you get so distracted by the shiny lights. You get so distracted by what, what that meant to rub shoulders, but it did not add anything to my bank account. Right. And that's why I was so perplexed. And then that's where I was like, I got off success. I'm meeting all these celebrities. I'm having all these moments with these celebrities. But what does it add up to? Mm-hmm. What does it mean? And I kept asking myself that internal question. And that path of self discovery was long. It was years. It it took you know from 2011 to 2015 before I finally found that path to real estate. But I kept asking myself that same question, and that's what led me on the quest to find real estate, to own my time, to give me the finances, to have the reach and access that I felt I wanted or needed from people that I was passing by. Until I learned how to create it for myself. Mm-hmm. Wow. Wow. There's so much here. That is so good. And it's, it speaks to your courage because a lot of people couldn't walk away from that. And especially to, to see this desire and to think, well, maybe I just need to be more like these celebrities. I need to do more of that in order to fill this void that I'm feeling. So what was yeah. it about real estate that made you decide this is where I need to be focusing my attention? Well, so for one, okay, so my journey ultimately led me to move back to Atlanta because for one, it was too cold. Like, yeah, I was on the South. We Southern girls, come on. (laughs) The reality is I didn't want to spend another winter in New York. As much as I loved it, I loved the people, I loved the things. So like you said, it was hard to walk away, but then winters were even harder. And we worked on the water. And and now looking back at it, I was so blessed. I was so blessed to have the opportunity at that age. But I am so grateful that I came back down here to Atlanta. I love it there. And I'm able to get in my car when it's cold. But what are things? I went to a Les Brown conference. And mm-hmm. really, it was just going to get encouraged, inspired. Mm-hmm. Because I feel like I was on this journey. And I'm just like, well, where is it leading? You know, I was a serial entrepreneur. I started doing, you know, marketing, consulting. Because I continued working in media. 
So I would do consulting. I was doing Uber. I mean, I was doing all of these things. And so it was like, something's got to give because for one, I have a wedding that's coming up and I got to get my life together. Cause so this husband of mine can be like, she got her life together. <laughs> and it's just like, things weren't working. I was trying, what else did I used to do? I was like, one time I had four jobs. I was managing my aunt's daycare. I was doing Uber. I was, like I said, doing a consulting company. I was doing, you know, multi-level marketing. I was doing, every, but I felt like I was grasping at straws on the way down. And that's where I just needed some encouragement, some uplift. And I went to a Les Brown conference. And that's how I found out about real estate. At his conference, not only do they offer encouragement, but they also offer other ways for you to get involved. I learned about the four appreciating assets, which mm-hmm. is jewelry art, real estate, and stocks and bonds. And some people try to loop in uh, crypto into that as well. But there are four appreciating assets. And those are things that you can invest money into without having to do anything further, for the most part. And real estate sometimes does require you to do a little bit more work. But for the most part, you put money into it and your money grows without you having to do much else. Even in real estate, once you get it at the right level, it can then perpetuate and produce income without having to do anything, you know, clean up and maintenance, but not having to do anything else. Wow. And so okay. once, once I understood that, it was just like, wait, this sounds like something I can do because like I said, I was grasping at straws. Mm-hmm. This sounds like something I can do because then I was already in media sales. So a lot of my skills that I've been working on and practicing in corporate, and that's one of the things I say, be careful when you define yourself by the job description. Because you have so many more skills that maybe you're not getting paid for. You're going to pay for those skills, but there are those soft skills. And those are going to things, those are going to be the things that help you translate into entrepreneurship, your transferable skills. So I started looking at what skills that I had that I didn't want to get paid for, but what skills that I had that I did want to get paid for. Mm-hmm. What skills? Notice I'm not saying job description. Because I, one of the things when I was in corporate, it's like, okay, before you leave this job, go find another one. But I knew that I wasn't going to go find another one. So it was like, okay, this ain't no job description. You're not going from one job to another. I'm not going from Google analyst over here to Yahoo analyst. Mm-hmm. I'm going from Google analyst to Jessica. Right. Come on. So that the how do I change yeah. that? I had, to, mm-hmm. I had to understand who was Jessica then. Because you better believe when you go for that job, they're going to ask you everything. Who are you? Who are you? to? Who do you feel you are to represent Dr. Brand? Well, then who do you feel you are to represent your last name? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Come on. Yes. So, so that's, that's, that's the power that you get to get when you reposition how you look at the situation. Corporate is your training ground because there is something about corporate that works. Whatever company that you've been at, how many ever years they've been in business, you have a lot to learn when starting at zero to one. Mm-hmm. So now if that is your intent to leave corporate America, then now make this next nine to 12 month rampway of your lead, lead off because as big as planes are, as fast as they go, they still need a ramp up period. Right. They still need a ramp up period. So give yourself that ramp up period. I mean, don't get me wrong now. When I went to Les Brown Conference, I went that Friday. I went in to work Monday to quit my job. And I am so grateful that I had a boss who said, what are you going to do? <laughs> I'm so grateful I had a boss who said, what are you going to do? And when he said, mm-hmm. what are you going to do? And I was like, I don't know. I'm going to figure this real estate out. He looked at me and was like, you getting real estate? And I was like, yeah. He's like, stay here a year figure it out, and then mm-hmm. come back. And I am so grateful. I, I keep in touch with him to this day. I'm like, you are forever my angel for giving me that ramp way to amp up. And that really allowed me to get everything together to build and, and catapult into what you see today. Wow. Shout out to him, one, because a lot of managers would not have given you that covering. So that's amazing. And also, like, to, for us to be reminded, we can go to these events, these conferences, connect with these people and get really hyped up. But we definitely need to have a plan. So before we're ready to put in them notices and tell them, folks, we out of here, tell us about what that ramp up period, what was that time for you? How did you spend the time? What were you doing? So for one, like I mentioned, a lot of your companies are, are have you ever worked in corporate? Mm-hmm. I'm in corporate now, too. How many, how many years has your company that you work for been around? Oh, gosh. My current company has been around for like 80 years. 80 years, right? And mm-hmm. most times, so if you can look at a scale of zero to 100, is it a Fortune 500 company by chance? Well, I work for a nonprofit now, so. Okay. Okay. So, but, but I have been had... at Fortune 500 companies. I got you. So, yep, I get what you're saying. Mm-hmm. 
So you've been working in these companies, like it's, imagine zero to 100, 100 being the companies that are on the Fortune 100 list. They run the world. They're probably mm -hmm. the top three on the Fortune 100 list, right? Mm -hmm. That's 100. And then zero is, is not even started yet, mm -hmm. right? Most times we come into these companies, like you said, it was 80. How many years have you been there? I've been there a year. So you've been there a year. So you already came into the company. It's already at 80 years out of 100. Mm -hmm. It's already, or so it's already established. Mm -hmm. So you're getting skills and learning already established. But that's just like when you go to a restaurant and you enjoy an amazing, delicious meal. But if you go home, let's say, you know, you go to South City Kitchen or what's the, Olive Garden. I like Olive Garden. Yeah, let's go Olive Garden. I just got back from yeah. Italy. So let's say you go to Olive Garden, right? They bring out this amazing, beautiful pasta. And you're just like, oh, my God, this pasta is so good. I actually like the pasta at Olive Garden. But then let's say you go home and you got noodles, you got Alfredo. Do you know how to put that together to replicate what you just ate? Mm -hmm. Is it assumed? No. Do you have a recipe? Not always. And right. that's what's happening. We go to these companies that are already put together, that are pretty, that have everything that we need. And I'm like, I'm going to go and I'm going to recreate this by myself. And then you get there, you're like, Wait, this all tastes like how it tasted there. Mm. What's so going on? Moving parts and pieces, yeah. Because, mm -hmm. but, 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 but it's not that you are that deficient. It's just what they didn't tell you is that LeBron James didn't come out his mom's womb six five. Come on, he came out his mom's womb as a baby. Mm -hmm. Like our dreams and our visions start over at one. What what Brian yeah. McKnight say? Start over. You start over at one. Right. And you start over and, and that's the missing piece and the key piece that we learn, have all these aspirations and our dreams and our visions. But what are the fundamental principles of building a business from zero to one, mm -hmm. from one to 10, which is a totally different conversation than a 10 to a hundred. And yes. if you're only coming in and seeing the piece of the conversation that showcases 75 to 80 or 75 to hundred, and you never knew what the labor pains of putting out a baby cost. That's what you suffer when you don't get the education and sit back and understand what are basic business principles. I don't care if you are a mom and pop shop, if you got a hair salon studio, a real velvet cake baking business, whatever it is, your company needs basic building blocks. If you're looking to ever scale your business into a, something that's beyond you. And that's one of the things that my dad helped me to formalize the difference between small business and hustling. We call it hustle enterprising. Like, how do you take it from just being a hobby and something you do on the side to something that you can scale and grow into a legitimate business? Mm -hmm. And having those business fundamentals for anybody, understanding the zero to one is really what helped me to transfer successfully into real estate. Shout out to dad. Dad seems like he dropping all types of knowledge and he has been a pinnacle to your success. So that's amazing. Okay, so walk us through that journey then. You made this decision. So you could we know you commit first, we figure it out later. So you've decided I'm going to be in real estate. Your manager said, Okay, well give yourself a year. Let's mm -hmm. give yourself a year. Did you actually give yourself and you start a taking full media year action? To, now started, did you so actually give one yourself network. a full year before you left? Well, yeah, actually it was about a year, year and a half. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Because that actually came to a point where he was just like, Hey, are you gonna go or not? Because I can't keep covering for you. <laughs> it actually came to that. <laughs> But one of the things, taking uh, networking, taking immediate action. Once I, I did do the course and the training, the education, once I found out about real estate, it was an offer to get in the training. And that's where I paid $20,000 to get into the education. Did I have $20,000? No. So that's why when people tell me, oh, I, I want to get involved in real estate, but I don't have more than $1,000. It's not that I'm being mean. And it's not that I'm a money grab. But the person that I had to become to get mm. that $20,000 when I did not have it, because I was that passionate and driven about changing my life in my current circumstance is the same person that came that you see the headlines for that closed on a historic $8.3 million hotel. The same Period. person who closed $19 million portfolio hotel was the same person who had to go and find $20,000 when I did not have it. Mm -hmm. And that's the power of what you get to gain by doing something you never thought you would do. I love it. I love it. I love it. You talked about the woman that you had to become in order to be able to do that. Walk us through that. How did you, what did you notice about how you grew in that time period? For one, having mentors and coaches and understanding the people who are feeding into you 
Mm -hmm. Surrounding yourself with people who are where you want to be. Understanding the power of team and collaboration. And I like challenging myself and picking out growth areas. If somebody tells me something I'm not good at, I want to find out and eat up and soak up. But why do you think I'm not good at it and soak up and become good at that? Mm -hmm. And so I'm constantly evolving and working on the things that I'm not. I'm constantly working on my failures. I'm constantly working on my my downside. Even now, it was interesting. I had an event last Thursday and oh, I wrote an exhaustive list. I probably got it somewhere around me. Oh yeah, it's right here. I got an exhaustive list of, of all the things I need to change, correct, adjust and move forward. And my, my team, and I actually have a call with them after this, they were like, it was phenomenal. Like we, we had, and I was like, but I am constantly, but that, that same fervor of who I am is what consistently has me evolving in business. And that's just like, okay, how do we do to get this done no matter what? And like you said, once you make the commitment first, the resources and you start putting yourself in the rooms and networking. And when you start networking with the right people and telling them your vision, because your vision is that clear and it's that plain, that they can see it. They can see how they can get their returns. And then you can start to connect and work with more people and you can grow your vision to more than just you. Mm. Absolutely. Now tell us about your first deal. How did that come about? How did you know that was the one? So I started networking and honestly, I didn't know it was the one. Oh, and that's what I meant to mention the last time. I, I'll mention it now. I started networking. I went to my first networking event and the guy there, he was like, well, I'm out in the field all the time. I was like, cool, I'll join you in the field. And um, I went in the field with him and he was like, well, you can get this one, this one, this one. And I was like, I can. And I was like, but I can't. I, I just spent $20,000 over here. He was like, oh, you need money? Here, I'll help you get access to capital. I was like, oh, is that easy? And next thing you know, I was able to get the, you know, he was able to show me how to leverage business funding to get access to, because, you know, at the time, I ain't never done nothing major. Mm -hmm. So I had the education that I knew enough to trust the process. And that's how I got involved. Now, one of the things that I learned, was that first deal a good deal? I don't know. I don't know. Now, financially, it was a horrible deal. It was horrible. But if I would have never got started waiting for the perfect deal, I would still be sitting here now and not started. I knew that there, and that was something that that taught me. And even now going into new ventures, you're going to fail. You're going to fail. The quicker I can get my failures out the way, the faster I can get to the success. Because even now, like I just got back from a 14-day European crew, uh, trip and I was hosting this event right when I got back. And my team, they were like, we should not host the event this close to you getting back. It's a major event, da da da, da. And I was thinking in my head, because this was the first event for this venture. I was thinking in my head, it's going to fail. It, I know it's going to fail. I know, like, I know that. But I need to hurry up and get it out the way so that when we do the real one that I can sit down with, we've already gotten the failure out mm -hmm. the way. And I, I have adapted that all the time for my first deal. Like I said, there are so many lessons in a dissertation I can write for how I never should have gotten into that deal in the first place. So we can set that aside. But when we look at how it actually got me into the game and gave me the confidence to then go to the next one, to then go to the next one, to then before you know it, I had four houses and my husband finally was like, stop, stop. But I had four houses because I just kept saying yes. Because everything that I taught myself about getting involved in real estate was that I needed so much money and so much of this and so much. I, it was so many things that I told myself until I did the first one that although a failure, I found out it was easier to get into than I thought. Mm -hmm. And it's just like, well, if I got to fail before I succeed, let me hurry up and get through the failures. So that's why I started my classes in December and I already purchased my first home by February. By wow. April, I had four. Not because I had all the money in the world, because I was like, I need to hurry up and get the failures out the way so that I can hurry up and get to the success. And that drive to hurry up and get it, it drove me to wake up and get the education. It drove me to be out in the field with my mentor and get it. Because I was like, I'm up to a lot right now and I really got to make this work. So when you talk about who I had to become, I had to start shifting my habits. I had to start changing how I talk. I had to start thinking about what I'm doing. The same work ethic that I did to thankfully make it up the corporate ladder, that worked there. But I'm going to have to shift it and do something different to build my own table. And it's going to look different, but it's going to come through consistent action, taking, taking the leap and getting educated. Surround yourself with the people that can shift the trajectory of your life. Wow. 
Okay, wait, we got to go back. So first of all, I need you to say your quote again so we can make sure that people get it. Tell us. So hurry up and fail fast. Say it again. You said it way better than I, I'm saying it. Say, it, say the quote again. I, I don't even remember the quote, but I was like, you know, you're going you know to fail. So hurry up and get the failures out the way. In order to get to the success, failure is there. So hurry up and get the failures out of the way. Hurry up and get the failures out the way so you can get to the success faster. Oh, I love it. And that's that's a hard one. That's hard work, right? Because we don't want to fail. It, it's amazing to me how when we step out in these new ventures, we know we don't know what we're doing. And yet we still give ourselves a hard time for not being perfect at it, which is mind blowing. And so but you know what the crazy that, part is? You know what the crazy part is? And this may be hard to think, but if you you said your company been around for 80 years, mm-hmm. could you imagine, do you know your company's history or have you learned it? Mm-hmm. Like how it got started on the onset? Mm-hmm. Can you imagine what those first few meetings was like for those owners? Mm-hmm. Can you imagine, can you imagine being in a place, like what's your role in your title? I lead the recruitment department. So I'm the senior manager of talent acquisition. Hey y'all, Tiffany here. Are you looking to purchase or sell real estate? As you know, I'm your aide to assets and I want to help you with all of your real estate endeavors. Whether you're local here like me in the Fayetteville, North Carolina area, I can then help you purchase or sell your next property. If you're looking to purchase or sell outside of North Carolina, let me know too. I can still help you. I have a team of agents all over the country that I can connect you with to partner on your next deal. Let's get to the closing table, y'all. We buy our way to wealth, whether that's buying right or selling better. Can't wait to hear from you. Click on the link in the bio if you want more information on how to personally work with me or an agent on my team. Talk to you soon. Even better. Even better. Can you imagine the conversation they were probably having when it was just him and that person with the vision? And they were like, man, we keep hiring the wrong people. We need somebody who got expertise in hiring efficient people so we can scale and grow our business. Mm -hmm. And then in comes you. And that's what we neglect to think. We think that it's the opposite. Oh, my God, they got so much to offer. And I'm just a little thing out of here working at corporate America and I'm just a number. But no, that's that's how bad they needed your help. They were willing to pay you 50, 60, 80, $100,000 to solve a million dollar problem. They were with there was like, oh, my gosh, we can make so much more money if we had help. And that's the thing. People get in entrepreneurship thinking I need to be able to do it. I'm boss. I'm this. Well, if you anywhere, anybody's boss. Then you understand it's all about delegation. Right. It's all about having the right infrastructure to build the team, to make it happen so that it's not overwhelming. You are the specialist that they're hiring to build their entrepreneurial venture. Mm -hmm. And when we get clear that that's what's actually happening, what does life look like when you get to attribute your skill sets that you want to get paid for to you and your venture? Now, I'm not saying, remember, I I started off saying the corporate has its place. I feel like, honestly, everybody should have at least a 10-year career doing something in the corporate space before going out on your own. Because it will help give you the discipline, consistency, you can see enough patterns, you can get access to resources, and, you know, they have already established it and figured it out. But you better get quick about starting your own journey, even if you're cultivating it and building it on the side. If you wanted to grow into a venture that can be self-sustaining and ultimately feed you when you get off of the guaranteed, I don't want to say off the plantation, but when you get off of the guaranteed check that you know is coming, when you've been developing your baby and your business along the way, it'll be ready to feed you and sustain you when you're done with your tenure on internship. Yes, absolutely. Because there's so much, we there's so much value. There's so much that we can learn when we work for other people without having the pressure of having the responsibility of it all being on ourselves. And so we get to see the intricacies of how a business works. And I think that is something that a lot of people are missing when they're on their job, but they know they have other desires. You get to learn on someone else's dime. You get to see what they're doing wrong. One of the things for me, when I stepped into leadership, I said, well, I have been learning from all of the leaders that I did not like. And so now I know what I don't want to do. Let me make sure I figure out what type of leader I do want to be. And so being able to expand that and learning, okay, I know the businesses that I've liked, the businesses that I don't, how do I incorporate that into my own? 
Now, we one thing you said that I'm not going to let you slide past is you started this real estate course in December. You got your first property in February and then had yes. four by April. Did I have that right? Yes. Yes. Ma'am. Yes. What? Yeah, I mean, but I, well, for one, remember I got a 20000 that I didn't have, right? Mm -hmm. And one of the things he helped me to understand about leveraging business credit. So one of the things that they say or they teach you is that you get 0% interest for six months. Mm -hmm. So if I got six months, I, I don't, I was a newlywed one year into marriage, just told my husband I'm spending $20,000 on education that we did not have. And we just paid mm -hmm. for a very elaborate wedding. I didn't have the space to take 10 years to figure it out. I had to figure it out in six months so that I could pay the debts back, make him happy, and all of these other things. So I went into the first deal. Like I mentioned, the first deal was a failure. And that's when my mentor, he was like, well, just do this deal over here. So I went to that deal. Then I went into that. So that's how I went to four, trying to make up for everything else that didn't go right. Okay. And ultimately, that's when my husband was like, okay, you can't keep making up for a loss with another loss. So, so that's why by four, I stopped. But I, at that point, I had four houses that I had to figure out how to untangle the mess. And on one end, you can't say, wow, that's very risky. How would you ever do such a thing? But on the other end, what I then began to learn and who I had to become to get untangled out that mess, because I was so fervent on paying back that $20,000 that I invested into my seed education, that it took me on this ride of figuring it out. And no, it was not fun. No, I did not want it. But blaming anybody around me would not have changed the circumstances that I got into. It took me to put on my big girl draws and be like, okay, we're here now. I can't blame this person. Why would you ever put me into a bad deal like this? Or this person, why would you ever da, 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 da? Which could have been easy. And that would have left me as a victim. And I would have very much been right. But being right would not have changed my circumstance. Being right would not have gotten me out. And the person that I had to become to figure it out is now how I can sit before you in my 30s, having amassed as many assets as we have and doing the types of deals that we are because I had to figure it out. And I'm actually grateful for it. So that's why I was like, as much as I would have wanted the perfect scenario, everything to go right, and then I would retire in my 20s, the lessons that I was able to learn through transacting those homes, that level, that was the real school. Not the education that I sat and learned, because now in the grand scheme of things, when I look back to what I actually paid $20,000 for, I provide way more in the educational courses and the training, and I don't charge nearly as much. But And so that's where it's, it's always interesting because everybody's like, is it worth it? I can never say not, because that $20,000 was so much to me at that time mm -hmm. that it took focus. It took drive. It, it made a relentless person out of me that if it was $1,000, I wouldn't have thought twice. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. yeah it has to hurt a little bit like it has to hurt a little bit you need to miss it in order for it to matter because how many of us have bought a course or you know paid for something and it wasn't significant enough and so we might not even crack that thing open yeah. I know I am guilty of like oh I had the best intentions but yeah. I didn't but the ones that I put some real money in mm -hmm. I'm at every call with my notebook and I'm ready and so that is the psychology of the way our mind works and the way that we have to, to focus on things. And that's what it's, it's always interesting to me because I find myself in a rock and a hard place because with me coming to this level, I definitely, you know, I, I, that's why I offer a lot of free educational classes, but people don't respect free. And, and I hear people complain when people charge X amount of dollars. Cause even when there, there's been talk about what's happening with InvestFest and like, oh, people paid thousands of dollars and they came to InvestFest and I can't believe they do that. And, and not even walk, Diddy didn't teach them anything. And I was like, wow, I actually host a free class. People sign up and then they don't show up. But then they'll be the first ones to complain about the hundreds and the thousands of dollars that they paid and didn't even learn anything. But then somebody who's genuinely pouring out their heart and doing it for free, you don't talk about it. It's like, oh, you show up just for Diddy? Well, Jessica helped one and you show up for Jessica because you don't know Jessica. Well, of course right. you show Diddy. So you got to dangle a carrot. So it's always like a rock in the hard place. Like, it's almost like people don't know what they want. Like, you will yeah. more readily show up because of the name Diddy and learn nothing but you pay. But you won't look twice at somebody who you may not know, but will give you everything, mm -hmm. has the receipt back it up and you don't even see the value in paying that and that's always the paradox where people complain like if you you should give it out for free well we do give it out for free and nobody appreciates it and so the uh, price went up 
and yes. recharge. And you better not complain. <laughs> Absolutely. Listen, y'all, for listeners, listen, the free webinars, you will be amazed. At it. Sometimes it's just one nugget. Sometimes it's just one thing that you need to move you to the next step. And so as someone who has paid thousands and thousands of dollars investing in myself and my education, don't sleep on those free webinars. And yes, they're going to have an offer at the end. And you know, if, if the free one was value, imagine if you paid for it, how much more gain you're going to get. So just throwing yeah. that out there. Now, one yeah. thing I did not do, which I, I love to do it, but you mentioned, let's talk about these receipts because you, the, the achievements that you have made, ma'am, I don't know how often you get your flowers. And so I want to publicly make sure that I just say thank you for illuminating what's possible. One of the reasons I created the Aid to Assets platform is because I wanted us to see us in these seats. You do not have to be a 60-year-old white millionaire in order to be a real estate investor. That is not the case anymore. And so what you do what you have accomplished is phenomenal. So uh, first, let me apologize for not allowing you to toot your horn when we first got on here. Tell the people just how much you the real deal. Will you mind sharing us what your portfolio looks like now and what you've been able to accomplish? So my journey started in wholesaling, actually, and transacting those first few homes. And then it grew into flipping. And I just started doing a lot of flipping and renovation of homes. And then so I ultimately started a development company and then we start building from the ground up. Each level, my teams got different and shifted in their skill set. The project and asset got bigger and bigger. But honestly, I think it was still trying to pay back that 20000 <laughs> And that's one of the things that's honestly just kind of shift me off. And, and I just built business around it and I kept evolving and growing. And ultimately, you know, in the development space and my girlfriend, I was sharing the story because remember, I'm a journalist at heart. So sharing the story online whilst actually building it and doing it. People were watching. I didn't even know they were watching. Mm -hmm. And but people come and be like, oh, how's that going? Or how's this going? So now we start doing community engagement. And my girlfriend would see this and she's been, she's like, well, I've been in corporate and I've been working 14 years on the corporate side in, in the hospitality industry. She was like, well, the same thing you're doing, the same thing the guys do that I work for. And I was like, well, I mean, it's the thing to it. And she was like, well, let's do that and, and get us a hotel. And I was like, let, let's, let's go buy a hotel. And, you know, it's not every day that you can, you can have that vision or have those people around you that help you do that. But sure enough, I mean, with our powers combined, it took a couple of years. It wasn't just an overnight thing, but we started on the journey. Now, the, it's so crazy because it took us two years to get to the right deal. But once we did find the right deal, we did pull the trigger. And that's what we now know as a success. Once we pulled the trigger, it was relatively easy. But she was like, the same thing you do as far as gathering people through my three-part formula. I created a three-part formula that transacting all of my houses, I realized there was a common denominator that as long as you have the opportunity itself, the land, the vendors, which are the skill set and know-how. If you wanted to go to, I'm building a resort in Exum, Bahamas. If you wanted to go to the Bahamas, you wouldn't go study to get your pilot license to go to Bahamas. You would go pay Delta and they will take you to the Bahamas. So that's the same concept with your skill set and know-how. Whatever it is that you don't know how to do, just set your goal that you want to do it and hire the people who know how to do it. Like if I want to plan a retreat to the Bahamas, when I grant opening, I'm going to hire Delta and the travel agents to plan everything out so that I show up and do what we need to do. And then the capital to execute then comes with the plan, with the team, and the opportunity. With those three things, the capital to execute is automatic. Because so many people, I don't have the money. I can't get the money. I can't find the money. The money is all around you. It's the clarity and the vision. Mm. It's the clarity and the vision. If you don't think the money's all around you, watch how many times Amazon go to all, drive up and down your street. If you, there ain't no money around me. How many times does Amazon truck coming down my street? Somebody's spending house. money. I'm not to my house. Your door. I can't be blaming on nobody else. How many times is Amazon coming to my house? <laughs> I, how many times it come down the street? And that, that shows you how many times people around you got money. So you can't say, I, I can't find no, it, Amazon getting all that, Amazon coming, taking all that check, all that check that can go to you and your dream. Amazon done laid out their vision, they plan, they done wrote it, made it plain, and they bring it all to you. And you sitting there watching it go by. <laughs> you better, you better learn how to get your plan together. You get your plan together, you get your vision, you build your team through networking. 
and you take committed action and you keep going. I love it. Get the plan together, the opportunity, build the team, the money will come. Because how often, if someone asks us, how much money do you need to make your dream a reality? So many of us will not have an answer. We don't know. Because they ain't planned it out. So imagine imagine if you had an extra $100 and you were walking and somebody asked you for your $100. Now in your head, you probably like, I can go swimming or, you know, whatever you can do with your money. And somebody asked you for it. And you say, well, what do you need it for? And they was like, well, I don't know. Would you give it to them? If you had plans to use your $100 to put in Amazon to get your book that was going to give you your plans and somebody asked you and they didn't know what they were going to do, would you give it to them? Would you? I'm asking. No, I wouldn't personally. I, not oh, at all. So, but that's what people are doing when they, they're like, I can't find money. They're effectively saying, I don't know what I would do with it. Right. And so the person who has the money, you got the $100. Amazon just left your house. You got the 100 But you said no to mm-hmm. me who needed it mm-hmm. because I had no plan. Right. And that's all that's happening. There's money all people you that's one thing I learned about this industry. But be be aware of people you least suspect. Because for one, I ain't gonna lie. I ain't even put on my makeup today and all that. You know, a lot of times people with the opportunity that can put you on the next level, they may not have even had the time. You know, they may have had five calls this morning before they got to you. So then they had time to put on the makeup and do mm-hmm. all that. And you wanna run to the person with the makeup and got all the time in the world. But if it's the person who just barely made it with their sweats and t shirt, mm-hmm. Because they, they had 10 meetings this morning, just got back off from trip to Europe, just hosted their own event, building the resort and got three more meetings, doing a hedge fund and got a meeting with an attorney on two. Like, I, I don't have time to get dolled up. I've been needing to go get my nails done. I, I ain't got the time because I got 10 other places to be. Mm-hmm. And, and, and it's so interesting because the lights will have you fooled because mm-hmm. you'll be like, I'm going to go over here. You'll be surprised at where the money lies. But if somebody caught me with the right opportunity, you'll stop me dead in my tracks. I don't care how many sweatsuits that I have as I'm getting out of my car. I'm like, no, what you say? <laughs> Will you say that opportunity? How much we can make? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So you got to get to clarifying your vision and your dream. And that's why I'm all about journaling. I'm all about writing because so much, you know, and so much of my career was going, going, going. And then I was doing great. And then we talk, we can talk about the accolades you said to, oh, and after, after partnering with my friend, we wound up buying a, a Hilton. And then we, we were the two youngest to acquire a Hilton and be a part of a, a Hilton acquisition that was valued at 8.3 million. And then, you know, I partnered with some shifted partners. I started doing development and building from the ground up, started doing mega mansions. And so met new partners and then we were able to get in, in purchase a, a hotel asset. We got another portfolio that we purchased, uh, Staybridge and a Hampton Inn. And then now we're building a resort in Exuma, Bahamas. So it's just been this, this huge snowball of growth. And I purchased some other assets. And even in the purchasing other assets, I had a loss. Because mind you, I had so much success, 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 success. Wow. Now, mind you, there were some failures that happened in there, but I was still able to turn it around. But I did face one failure that that was a blow. Like, it's like, you ever been, boom, like, like okay, I can take the slaps, yeah. turn another cheek. But you get one of those that knock your breath out. And I didn't know how I was going to recover. And it was very challenging because I was like in the midst of so much success. I should mm-hmm. not be facing second grade level failures. Mm-hmm. But here I stand. And here I and I have to sit in it. What do I do? It caused me to question myself, to question my ability, to question everything that I knew. Because, yeah, I've been able to, you know, I help, I help other people out of, out of dealing with loss and, mm-hmm. and, and business in their business. How do I get the same thing? And I helped save them and I couldn't save myself. Mm-hmm. And that was the hardest thing. But you know what? It really, you talk about who you have to become. Who I became, I actually wrote this gratitude journal. This gratitude journal, gratitude helped cut through the noise where failure would not allow me to get up. Mm. Gratitude helped me to cut through the noise where failure would not allow me to get up. Because as much as I cried and hurt for the failure that happened, I still had other things and other responsibilities to take care of that I had to very much be present for. 
And as a CEO, we want to be the boss. We want to be the this, not just when it's easy, but you got to smile too when the times are tough. Mm-hmm. And that's one of the things that I learned. And it's so crazy. As much as I hated going through that failure and as much as people can look and laugh because I had to go through that failure. What you did not know, though, is the woman who came out on the other side is stronger than I've ever been. And with the gratitude and taking the time and spending the time and the days and putting in the work of self-reflection and journaling and understanding the power of who I am to become, I welcome failure, mm-hmm. which is why I run into it every time. Even even Thursday, the event quote unquote failed in the sense that I had 100 RCPs and less than 30 people actually showed up. But who I became and what we're able to now build, we're going into the tech space, but what we're able to now build because of that failure, I embrace it and I'm so excited about it. I couldn't stop writing and and what we're creating now because of how things failed. I know now that failure is just getting ready for the success that's ahead. Wow. Wow. Thank you so much for sharing that. That Wow. So one, I'm a journaler too. I have years of journals and I think there is something so very valuable and precious to sitting down, slowing down and letting things flow and then being able to go back and read what you yourself wrote. So we'll definitely have that in the description, y'all, if you want to get Jessica's gratitude journal. You cannot get more when you're not grateful for what you already have. And so really instilling that practice of gratitude is so very critical. So thank you so much for sharing that and how it helps to frame. Because you can be grateful for the failures, the losses, because when you find the reason to be thankful for, you're able to pull out the lesson. And so that's huge as we embark on this journey and being able to see the good in everything, we know it is going to work out for those who believe. So we just have to stand on that. So you mentioned you and your business partner were the two youngest Hilton Hotel investors. Then you went and got a stay bridge and there was in a Hampton Inn. Was that it? Hampton Inn. Yeah, Hampton Inn. Okay. Stay bridge in Hampton. Now you're building a resort in the Bahamas. So we're going international. <laughs> well, actually, come? so I'm, I'm not going to lie. I sit on the board of a nonprofit called Favor Friday and okay. we launched back in 2020, 2021. And we actually been helping people across the globe. And we actually launched in Africa. And we worked with a village there and we've been making repairs. And so Travel Noir covered that, you know, what we were doing. Mm-hmm. And the hand, the title read real estate developer now developing in Africa. And so that started people reaching out to us from all across the globe. Oh. And as well as the Hilton Global team reaching out to us as well, just about our impact and what we're able to do. But it all still sourced from a three-part formula. How do you take opportunity yourself, mm-hmm. skill set and know how what to do with said opportunity, and then take the capital to execute to close the deal? And really that can be replicated all across the globe from the work that we were able to do in Africa to the magistrates that have reached out to us to bring, because real estate and development brings tourism. Tourism redevelops mm-hmm. and builds economies because you're hiring people to work. And these governments all across the world want Americans to come because we're the best tippers, we're the best partiers, and we love to spend money. And they love to welcome us. And so when you start understanding that it's a part of a bigger vision, that's why I always say, my vision is so vast about global entrepreneurship and building and taking that three-part formula and applying all over the world. When I start talking about one or two houses, it just doesn't pale in comparison to the larger vision of what we get to do. So when someone comes to me and bright-eyed, bushy-tailed, like, I want to get in real estate. And the first thing I start talking to them about is goals. And they're like, I thought she's going to tell me the IRR and the ADR and the 65% rule and, you know, all of those things. But I'm like, you can learn that on the internet or through one of my courses. But what I am going to teach you is global impact. What I'm going to teach you is purpose-driven life. Because that journey, what you're seeing is the result of me taking that time from 2011 working in corporate to 2015 when I was able to finally get in real estate is me sharpening my axe, me understanding the vision longer than just a house. Because if the goal was to get in the house, then I did it the first day. Mm -hmm. If the goal was just to get a few houses and I had four by April, 
The thing is to build yourself and put yourself on a trajectory and a vision that has purpose beyond just the immediate thing that you're looking to do. And that's the thing. Don't get short-sighted by just today. Now, don't get me wrong. The vision gets covered day to day, which is why the constant journaling day to day, it helps you to focus on the now. But you want to have the building blocks to think, plan, so that you can produce even greater than where you are. And that's how we got into the development space all across the globe. It's understanding it on a larger purpose and a different mission than just one house at a time. Wow. You can feel your vision just when you talk about it. You can see the conviction and the passion that you have about it. And so I hope that listeners, you all are able to hear that as well and to feel that. That's the level that you want to have for your personal vision, whatever it may be, whatever that looks like. You want to have a vision when you speak about it, it becomes so vivid, so real that other people can feel just how much you are working on it and they can see what it is that you are working to accomplish. So thank you so much for sharing that, Jessica. That is amazing. So before we wrap up, what would you say now, if you go back to 22-year-old Jessica, when she was at CVS in New York, had no idea she was ever, like, could 22-year-old Jessica even imagine the woman that you are today? Not at all. <laughs> not at all. Not, not the least bit. Not, I was thinking about that the other day because my hair was cute. My locks were, like, real long. I had just kind of retwisted. So I was, I was like, you know, with the press perns, a corporate professional, Girl. ever imagined, um, you know, we had a, a costume party for the networking event the other day. And, and we came, you know, we had an outfit that we got from Dubai. And so I was like, you know, the the princess and I was Come dressed on. and my lot. And I was like, I am somebody I never would recognize in New York. My New York self with the corporate and not much travel would not recognize who this woman is right now. And that's honestly the fun. Because you should, oh, I hope in 10 years you don't recognize, I don't recognize myself either. Mm-hmm. I hope I'm something I never thought I would be. Mm-hmm. Because I always want to keep expanding, keep growing, keep being in the constant now and showing up for who I need to be. That's why I have a vision so big. One of my other mentors, he was like, and he don't even know he's my mentor online, Vision with Mind Valley. He was like, you should have a vision so big that you only, you can only, you can't even accomplish 50% of it in your lifetime. You mm-hmm. can't. So all these people like to accomplish 100% of your goals, you don't impress me. You tell me you haven't thought big enough. Mm. You should not be able to accomplish at least half of your goals in your lifetime. That's why you can see a man like Elon Musk with a vision to go to Mars. He don't even know if he'll get there. But the technology and what he's able to do on the route, that's who he's on the journey to become. Fall in love with the journey. Falling in love with the journey is a thing that, that has been the beauty. Because like I said, I don't know if I recognize myself in the next 10 years but I will have appreciated and loved the journey along the way. Wow. Beautiful. So beautifully spoken. So you embody so much of what we what we have here on the show. And so our last thing is just the vision. We believe in vision casting. We believe in helping people to, to speak what is not seen until it is seen. And so when we look back on this interview three years from now, what can we expect from Jessica in your business? Oh, so (laughs) I mentioned my three-part formula and I call it my deal maker success formula, but my three-part formula, we're turning into technology. My husband is an app developer and we are merging our forces to build tech that helps to connect investors with wholesalers so that they can accomplish and achieve greater deals. It's not just enough for me to have done what I did if I cannot help community and those behind me to accomplish and achieve the same things. So we're working on the tech to bring the efficiency to the real estate process, to democratize and demystify what people see as scary, big, and and all of that. So just as great as you saw me go in real estate, I'm about to be even greater in tech. And in three years, I definitely see we would have sold this company for more than eight figures. Wow, that's amazing. Come on, congratulations already. That is going to be so cool and stepping into a new space. And so phenomenal. I can't wait to see all of how that comes to fruition and learn more about the app. Now, if people want to tap in with you, they want to learn how to either join some of the webinars or some of the courses that you have, or even learn how to invest in hotels, how can they reach out and find you? It's Jessica Myers on all major platforms. You can also reach me at itsjessicamyers.com. 
It's jessicamyers.com. It's Jessica Myers on LinkedIn, Facebook, Instagram, TikTok. It's Jessica Myers. Thread. Love it. Spill. <laughs> all the things, all the things. So y'all, that it will just, be in the description code, in the description but notes. Phil, please follow Jessica. Be on the lookout for another one of her webinars. If you're in the Atlanta area, she has some dope events. And so y'all pull up and the learn. The Deal Meetup. The Deal Room Meetup. The Deal Room Meetup is my in-person events to help bring investors, wholesales together. And really those who want to watch and be a part of the process. The Deal Room Meetup. My thing is get in the room, start making um, immediate action, and you literally see my three-part formula at play. It's not that hard. It's not that hard. But show up. But show up. I love it. I'm in Atlanta a lot, so I'm going to have to see if I can come in and pull up to the next one. I want to see how the magic happens. So that'll be so good. Jessica, thank you so much for all of your wisdom and experience. Y'all, we got some mindset work to do. We got some vision work to do. And so we just thank you for sharing your journey with us and can't wait to see all the amazing things you continue to accomplish. Thank you. And it's so funny. And I appreciate that. And I take, I take the flowers, but I feel like I'm just getting started. Yes, that's it. That's how you know you listen. That's how you know you in your bag because you've already got some success. But you know there's so much more. You know there's so much more inside of you. And so I just, I'm happy to just get to be a spectator. <laughs> oh, you, hey, join the party. I don't like spectators. I'd be like, get in the field and work. Let's go. You know, we're going to make some shake. We're going to make some shake for sure. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. I can't wait. Okay, y'all. Well, y'all, this has been another amazing episode of the Aid to Assets podcast where we are helping you find your way to the closing table. Bye, y'all. Thank you for tuning in to another insightful episode of Aid to Asset. Remember, your journey from nine to fiver to successful real estate investor is within reach. Keep learning, keep growing, and keep investing in your future. If you'd like to know more, connect with me on Instagram at Aid to Assets. Don't forget to subscribe, rate, and leave a review. Until next time, happy investing.